And today we're going to study Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. It's so important um, to, to be a follower of Christ. Not, not only in, in name only, but in, in action. And in order to be a, a follower of Christ by action, by fruit, by applying the word of God into our life, there has to be disciplines. They're just us. It just doesn't automatically happen. There's no like pixie dust that just kind of comes over our head and then all of a sudden we're this uh, strong Christian that's following Jesus with our heart, our, our mind, our soul, and, and our strength. Um, it, it, it comes when we are intentional, intentional follower of Christ. We're called to be disciples. So the, the Lord saved us. So once upon a time, um, he stormed the floodgates of, of your heart and, and my heart, and he became our savior. And we looked up and we, we said, we, we need a change of life, Lord. Lord, a, 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 a change the way of thinking towards life, a renewed heart. And then the Lord, out of his grace and out of his mercy, he saved our soul. And, and when we sing that song, it's amazing grace that, that saved a, a wrench like us. And so we're thankful for our salvation. But, but people of God, it, it just can't stop there. We need to now go forward. We need to be a disciple. We need to have disciplines within our, within our life. And so what we're going to be learning today, we're going to be learning about three disciplines that we're going to pull out from Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 and 14. Three disciplines. Three disciplines to, to cultivate within our life, to bear fruit, so we could be a disciple of Christ as we enter into 2020, that really that we would be ones that just get a hold of God. That we would be like Jacob in the Old Testament that would just wrestle with the Lord and say, I want all that you would have for me, Lord. I want everything that you have for me, God. I want to know your heart. I want to know your ways. I want your heart to be my heart, Lord. I, I want to see through my eyes the way you see things, Lord Jesus. Lord, I want these ears in this upcoming this year, Lord, just to, to have your ears and sense, just to be slow to speak to people and, and just to be quick to listen to them. Lord, this, this tongue that you have entrusted to, to my care, and, and I, I, I'm thankful for all the taste buds that we could taste food and beans and rice and carne asada, of course, and we could taste food. But Lord, I don't want this tongue to be used to cut up my family members. I want this tongue to be used to speak words of life and words of blessing to them. I, I want them, as soon as they leave my presence, leave being encouraged, edified, strong, if necessary, when necessary, just to be corrected in love so they could go out being built up in Christ and changing this world for the glory of Jesus Christ. And so all that just doesn't happen. We don't wake up and then all of a sudden we're, we're just this godly person. Yes, positionally, in, from God's eyes to ours, because Christ Jesus is inside of us, positionally, we are righteous. We're, we're, we're the righteousness of Christ. But practically, we, we work out our salvation with fear and trembling. And so there's an, there's an effort involved. There's a discipline involved. And so we're going to be learning three three these uh, three disciplines, and it's important, for it's been said that those Christians who finish well do cultivate disciplines. So we're going to see the, 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 these three um, from verses 12 through 14. So notice with me in Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. Paul writes, not that I've already 
obtain or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. The first discipline that, that we observe in verse 12 is, is to have the discipline to grow. Have the discipline to grow. Now, the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul said in verse 12 that he recognized that he hadn't attained or he wasn't perfected. Now, you may wonder, you may wonder like, hey, Paul, hey, brother, why would you say that you haven't obtained or you haven't perfected as he said in verse 12? Well, he would say that because he knew in, in his previous religious lifestyle, he knew that he didn't arrive. He, he knew that, that all that was just rubbish. Notice that with me in chapter 3, verses 4 through 10. I'm going to quickly read those scriptures. In verses 4 through 10, Paul writes, Though I might have confidence in my flesh, if anyone else thinks he has confidence in the flesh, I more so. Circumcised on the eighth day, the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, Hebrew of Hebrews, concerning the law, dude, I'm a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness, which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, these I have counted lost for Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death. May that be your passion this year in 2020, that I want to know him. I want to know him in two areas. I want to know him in the fellowship of suffering. There is a school of suffering that's out there. And when you go through that school of suffering, let me tell you, oh, you meet Jesus in such an special and in such an personal way. It has been said, those who want to go deep with God, follow him through deep waters because it's just you and Jesus. It's like Peter stepping out in, in that, that boat. And you, you have two options. You, you could look down at those waters and those waters of suffering, or you could keep your eyes fixed and focused on the eyes of Christ the one that loves you and cares for you. And so it's during that, those times where you're in that valley that you realize that I'm not by myself because there's a shepherd that loves me and that's with me. He is with me. He walks with me, the psalmist says in Psalm 23. And I want to know him in the power of resurrection. a resurrection. There is a power of God, the power of God that can convert a soul, converting your soul. There is a power of God that, that wants to heal people and change people. He could change anyone. The power of God. I, I believe that we have not really ventured deep into the power of God. And the power of God is there. He is the same yesterday. And, and the, power of how the power of God displayed through the life of Jesus Christ was, was, was um, out there. And we could read about it in the scriptures. He's the same God today, too. And so Paul says, I want to know him. I want to know him, not only in knowledge, but by experience also. And so Paul was one that he said, you know, 
my previous lifestyle as a religious person, I, I, I don't count that as advantage um, for me, but I, I, I discard it all. I discard it all so I can know him and I could grow in him. Peter, Peter understood this in the book of 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, the importance to grow, the importance to grow, to grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord. That is one area that I really believe that God would want us to grow in, in grace. Having grace with people, being gracious with, with others. It's so easy in the, to be harsh. And, and a lot of people, you work in a harsh environment. And, and that may be your, your boss's middle name. <laughs> you may think, man, he's so harsh to me. And he sold a lot to me, and, and I go in, I just feel he's going to cut off my neck every single time. And, and um, you, there, there's a way to be firm and loving at the same time. There is. And, and so I believe that God wants us to grow in grace. How are you doing this area of grace that you did in, in 2019? Make it to the, uh, 2020. Make it your year that this is an area I want to specifically grow in, in, in grace. Not only in grace, but in knowledge. I want to grow in, in knowledge. And so Paul knew. Paul knew that he couldn't kick back. He knew that he just couldn't sit down and kind of relax, get a pillow, put his feet up. <sighs> Got to be careful so I don't fall over. You know, put his feet up and have a cappuccino and just say, hey, I'm just going to cruise. I'm going to go on cruise control, man. I'm, I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews, and, and I, I was zealous once upon a time, and and um, hey, I just, I just arrived. No, Paul was not that way. Paul's like, I need to press on. I need to move forward. I'm not perfected yet. I haven't obtained yet. And may we never believe, be a believer that just says that I've arrived. No, we haven't arrived. We have not arrived. He had a holy discontentment. And he kept pressing on. He wanted more of Jesus. He didn't want to become complacent or stale. May that never be your heart. That say, no, hey, I, I've arrived. I, I, I'm, I'm now going to be complacent. No. You can be complacent. You got to be aware that the enemy is like a, a lion seeking who he may devour. And if you're just kicking back and like, I'm cool. I'm cruise control, man. Yeah, I, 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 could, I could quote John 3.16. I, I could quote it. I could even wrap it. John 3.16 for God's sake. You know what? And, you, and we just get so comfortable and, 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 and routine. We can't be routine. We need to be our knees. We need to move forward. We need to know that there's a war out there, folks. There's a war out there. There's a war out there with the thinking of society that's trying to pollute people's way of thinking and in behavior and produce ungodliness in our world. There's a war out there, and we're not to fight with flesh and blood. We're not to say, hey, you want some of this, homie? Let's, let's, let's go a couple rounds. No, we're not to do that. The way we fight is on our knees, and we pray, and we recognize the, 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 the war. where There's a war with the enemy. He doesn't like you. He's not your friend. He's not your friend. Don't call him your friend. He, he hates you. He has come to kill, steal, and destroy your life and your family's life. And, and I, I, don't, I, I don't use, my family knows me. I don't use the word hate much. I hate the devil. Oh, dude, I hate the devil. He destroyed my family's life. He destroyed years of my life. No more. I want to be on the front lines, save souls, encourage people, point people to, to Jesus Christ. And there's a war within. There is a battle within. Don't give in to your flesh. Your flesh always wants to be satisfied. Satisfy me. Give me more. I want this. I want that. No. 
May we be content in the Lord. May we press on. So Paul was one that, that he, he wasn't complacent, but he was passionate. He was moving forward. He was on a mission. He was on the mission for the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's so refreshing and insightful to, to, to hear Paul's heart and say, I want that kind of heart. I, I want to continue to move forward. I, I read a story. It's a story about um, this, this great man of God named Charles Spurgeon. You ever heard of Charles Spurgeon? So Charles Spurgeon was interacting with this, uh, this younger man. This younger man said, hey, uh, Charles, got something to tell you. And Charles Spurgeon was all like, what do you have to say? And then uh, the man said, you know, guess what? I've arrived. I've arrived at spiritual perfection. So Charles Spurgeon's all like, hmm, you arrived at uh, spiritual perfection. And so right by uh, Spurgeon, he had a, a glass of water. You know what he did? He got the glass of water and threw it in the dude's face. He's all, boom. <laughs> he threw it in his face. And the guy starts to curse and cuss and like, ah, bah, you know, say a lot of earth words, right? <laughs> and he's do that. And then Spurgeon looks at him, buddy, you have not arrived yet. <laughs> May we never get to the place <clears throat> and believe the lie of the enemy that we have arrived. Oh, no, we, 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 we have not, not arrived. After 30 years, after 30 years, the, the great apostle Paul, this is one that birthed majority of the churches um, in, in the, that, that we know of. And, and one of these days, Lord, it will be cool. We could, we, there's a cruise you could take on where um, Paul um, birthed all these different churches in, in Corinth and Ephesus and Colossae. There, there's a cruise there. You, you could do that. You go on cruise and, and enjoy the, the ship and um, don't get seasick, though. And, and then you go and visit these sites. Um, and, and so Paul, Paul built churches through, the Lord used him to build churches, right? It saved all kinds of souls. And, and, and he is able to say towards the end of the book of Philippians, I'm not done. I haven't arrived. There, there's, there's more I, ha I have to do. It's been said that pursuing the prize of spiritual maturity begins with dissatisfaction with one's spiritual condition. Are you satisfied in your spiritual state. And that's what I love about, you know, coming together on Sunday morning where, where we're able to, to learn more about the Lord. And they come to the place where, where God wants to, 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 to teach us. And God wants to teach you more. May we be like the first Christians in the Bible in the book of eggs. In the book of eggs. There's no book of eggs for the record. <laughs> I know, huh? Oh, I know. See? Out of the heart, the mouth speaketh. <laughs> Okay, I got to be honest with you. I'm thinking about omelets right now <laughs> with some cilantro and onions. Okay, stop that. Rewind that tape. Okay. In the book, in the book of Acts. Um, okay. I love food. Um, the book of Acts. The first Christians. It says that they, they received the word of God, Acts chapter 17, verse 11. They received the word, word of God and tested it, make sure that it was according to scripture, and they received it with all readiness, with all readiness. I know we have some, some athletes in, in here that, that say like play, played um, um, baseball. I had a coach um, that I played with, and, um, and coach would, would say, I, I played Little League um, ball, and I played third base, and I love third base. Third base is a cool place to, to spot because the, the batter is right there, right? And if he gets a full swing, the ball's going to come either to short or third. And so I, I played third. So he would say, take when the pitcher's going to pitch the ball, 
take a little baby step forward, right when he's pitching. So you just anticipate the ball will be, be hit to you. And then you just, you know, you, you scoop the thing up and you, you throw it a second or first or whatever. whatever or, and, and, um, and so you, you, you anticipate, you anticipate that. If I anticipate a hard ball, how much more so should I anticipate the holy word of God? to be deposited into me, to that I would anticipate that on Sunday morning they'll be, be, be saying to the Lord in a prayer, Lord, I'm going to, to the house of God um, and I'm going to worship you and I'm going with an anticipation to meet you, God. I'm not going to leave this room without meeting you. I need more of you. I need more, more, more of you. And so may we just anticipate the Lord. May we just say, Lord, I want more, more of you. More of you, Lord. Lord, I want to grow in you. Lord, I, I want reminders how, how I, I need this discipline. I need this discipline, Lord. Y- yesterday, many, many, many of you were, were present celebrating a life well-lived in Christ Jesus. Paul's life. And he marked us, marked me for all eternity. I'm a better man because of Paul. I could tell you that. <clears throat> Everything that was said and done glorified Jesus. Heard that over and over um, Afterwards, there's so many things that as I um, went to bed last night thinking about Paul in the service and woke up this morning was one of the first thoughts in my mind. With so many good things. One I want to point out to you, Paul's son, Eric, he shared very well and he shared how he had uh, his dad's cell phone and to inform friends and family or friends that Paul knew in the cell phone. And as he's doing so, um, alerts or reminders came up on the phone. And you know what those reminders were? They were disciplines to be a godly person. And I gotta tell you, that is a man, Paul is a man that wanted to be a godly man. I mean, who does that? Who, who puts alerts on your phone to say, you know, be slow to speak, to listen to people, just to, to you know, draw closer to the Lord and to, to be kind to other people and, and certain disciplines, uh, reminders. I'll tell you who does that. Someone that's pursuing Jesus Christ, that wants to become a godly man. It's not in it has to be intentional. It doesn't happen naturally. That's one of, of, of many. I know we, um, we can talk about Paul. We will until, until we're reunited with our friend. A life well, well lived. He lived a disciplined life. And, and, I, and I pray that as Paul said this, and Apostle Paul said this, our brother Paul also lived it out too. The Apostle Paul was one that wanted a deeper walk with Christ. 
And he recognized, according to the ending of verse 12, that Jesus has laid hold of him. Notice that the ending of verse 12 where it says, Jesus has also laid hold of me. So Paul's saying, Jesus, you have laid hold of me. I, in return, want to lay hold of you. And it's not like a little, one of those little hugs. It's, I'm going to hold on to you. I'm sorry, pulpit. I'm going to hold on to you. I'm going to hold on to you. I, I want you. I want to know you. I want to hold on to you. I want to hold on to you when I go through this valley. I want to hold on to you when I, when I experience that mountaintop experience. I want to hold on to you in the marriage. I want to hold on to you in singleness. I want to hold on to you being a widow. I want to hold on to you raising children. I want to hold on to you because you have the words of eternal life. Where else can I go to? But you have those words. Can't go to Starbucks and find them. I can't watch TV and, and, and get that. But I could come to you and, and sit at your feet, drink in the living water of your word, and you satisfy me. I want to hold on to you as you hold on to me. That was the Apostle Paul's life. Lord, I want to hold on to you in 2020. That's my ambition. That's my goal. I want to put alerts and reminders because I forget. No wonder why the Lord says, do communion. And remembrance of me. Why, why, do we do, why do we have to do remembrance? Because we as people, sometimes, honestly, we just forget. And so I want to remember. I, I want to continue just to press on. Because we, we recognize, if we would be honest with ourselves just for, for, for a moment, we, we could say, you know, in 2019, there has been some areas where I did have some outbursts of anger. I did envy a little bit, lust a little bit, not being kind had some selfish ambition. There's some pride in my heart that's still there. Greed. If I'm a young person, I, I, my parents, um, I disobey them um, a lot. Um, and being respectful, I wasn't that respectful. I could have been a lot respectful to, to others. Having self-control, um, I could grow in the area of self-control. So we specifically acknowledge exactly what areas that God wants us to grow in. And, and for, for you, it's going to be different for me. For, for you, it's going to be different from the person sitting right next to you and behind you and in front of you. It's going to be all different. But recognize it. You know, a lot of times people want to say, yeah, this upcoming new year, 2020, man, so the, these, these arms, they're going to get beat, dude. <laughs> they're going to get big. Or this, this sponsor. It's, <laughs> it's going to go down about 20 pounds. How about, Lord, I want godly character this year. Lord, when I talk to people, I, I want to be so quick to listen to them. Not thinking while they're talking to me what I'm going to say. I want to be interested in people's lives, Lord. I encourage you, people of God, we have to be specific. We, we have to be intentional. We have to put those reminders on our phone. Let it pop up every day. And you wake up in the morning saying, Lord, I want these disciplines to, to happen. I want to be a godly life. I just don't want to float through Christianity with the hand, my hands behind my head. And like, yeah, I, I, I've been, I, I've been I, have, I have fire you know, insurance. <laughs> I'm not going to hell. <laughs> and that I'm going to heaven. But it has to be more than that. I, 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 I want to be like um, the, the general mentioned. The general mentioned, um, he mentioned as 
he, um, I forgot his name real quick, General, what's his name? Boykin, Boy, Boykin. You know, he, I heard him speak at a men's conference. You know what he said? He says, man, when, 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 I, when I go to heaven, I want to slide in my armor. I want it cracked. I want it dirty. I want blood on it. And I want to slide into the presence of Jesus and say, man, I was a warrior for you, Jesus, down on earth. Man, I lived for you. I won souls for you. Man, I, I, I was there. I was passionate for, for you, God. I, I, I loved my family. I, I, I was a witness to, to people. I, I, I coached Little League. I, I was involved in, in the, my community. I let my light shine so people could see my good works and glorify you, Lord. I did that, Lord, and I'm done. And boy, that was a big old bad dream down there. May, may we be passionate, folks. May we just say, Lord, this year, this year is your year to work in my life. And, and Lord, do your, your will. And may we rejoice in the Lord because he loves us so much to not leave us in the condition that we find ourselves in. According to Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, he that began a good work in us, he shall bring it to perfection. He will do it little by little. And so have patience with yourself too. Have grace with yourself but have a heart that says, God, I want to grow. I want to learn. Okay, we really need to move on. Number two, the, the second discipline, there's only three. The second discipline we're going to see in verse 13 is to forget the past. There's a discipline to forget the past. Notice with me, verse 13. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But notice this. One thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Paul knew, he knew that he could not be pressing forward if he kept looking backwards. He couldn't do that. He knew that he couldn't be going pressing forward and pressing forward and kind of looking back, looking back, looking, looking back. You, 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 you can't do that. In athletics, those that are running tracks, you can't do that. You got to keep your eyes focused on the prize. You got to fix, fix your eyes that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to complete the, the, this tape. And, and then you got to picture Jesus right there with his arms open. I'm going to run into his arms. I'm going to run with passion. I'm going to run with his energy. I'm going to run being committed. I'm going to run this race that he has set out before me. I'm going to finish well by his grace and mercy and by the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to finish well. May we say that. May we say that I'm going to finish well. And we can't. Some people, sadly to say, some people always are looking backwards. They're they're looking backwards and they can't get over what happened five years ago, 10 years ago. And they keep saying that that person hurt me. That person fired me. Or they say that that company misused me. And as a result of that, the enemy is loving. He's like, ha ha, I got them in my web. And he, they just get eaten up from the inside. They, 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 they start to get um, bitter. And, and, and they start to deteriorate on the inside because they're looking backwards. Oh, God, God wants us to not be stuck in our past, but move forward. To move, move forward. Or maybe um, there's some um, that may have made some bad decisions or unwise decisions. Um, and the decision that they made uh, wasn't that wise. As a result of that, they have guilt and they have shame because decisions that they made. Jesus died for that. Jesus died for that ungodly behavior that occurred to you. He died for all that. He wants you to let it go and not just let it go. Like, no way I'm going to let it go. No, you are letting it go and you're giving it to him. 
you're giving it to him. You're giving it to him. And he, your father, will take care of business. Hey, he will take care of business. And, and now the cage has been opened, and you, you, you're set free. And you're not being negligent. Like, no, I'm going to hold this person. No, God's going to hold this person. And, and no one saw this. No, God saw this. And every knee and every tongue shall confess, and everybody will co- give an account of their lifestyle here on earth. And then meanwhile, you give that to the Lord, and Lord, that's under your blood. And you press forward, and you press forward. And daily, you say, Lord, I feed on your f- forgiveness for me. I feed on your mercy and your grace, and, and help me in this, these, these areas. Man's ways is to have a obsession over the past. God's ways is the solution is to have confession. Obsession over the past or confession, Lord, I need more of you. I need you more yesterday than today. Every day I say, Lord, I need more of you and I want to move on. And we're called to move on looking at Jesus. Not looking in the past, but looking at Jesus. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 speaks about that. Looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. He knows what shame is about. And he is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know why he has set down on the right hand? He set down, that symbolizes it's finished. It's done. The work has been done. It's all been done by Jesus Christ. So we rest there and then we kneel before his presence and we lift up our hands and we worship him because he's a lamb that was slain for all the sin of the world. And we praise him and we worship him because he's a good, good God. Now what happens is our past becomes a testimony. A testimony we could say, the Lord healeth thee. The Lord helped thee. He restored me. And yes, if you want to know my testimony, I'll share maybe a little bit if it's necessary to you. And, but, I'm, but that testimony, I'm not going to glorify myself. I'm going to glorify God in it, that he's able to save someone that was lost and hurting and was taken advantage of. But God and Jesus Christ didn't take advantage of it, loved me. He loved me because I'm the apple of his eye. I'm the delight of his heart, and he has a wonderful plan. Even as the prophet Jeremiah says, for I know the plans I have for you, my son and my daughter, declares the Lord plans not to harm you, not to hurt you, but to give you a hope and to give you a future. And so the way you think about yourself is the way God thinks about you according to Scripture. And, and, and it radically changes your, your life. It renews your mind, as Paul said to do in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Renew your, your thinking, your, your behavior. Set your mind on things above, as Paul said in Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. So the way you think is through Scripture. So your, your whole thinking is based on Scripture. Think on whatever is true. Think on whatever is a purity. And, and cast down every imaginary thought that tries to exalt itself against Christ Jesus according to, to Scripture. So what I do is I discipline my thoughts. I, 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 I say, Lord, that the thoughts I'm thinking right now, is this of you or it's not? I, I attack it. And if it's not of the Lord, I discard it. If it's of the flesh, I'm like, Lord, this is not of you, Lord, because I'm more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. That's who I am. I'm a child of the Almighty. I'm heaven bound. The Lord's with me. The Lord loves me, and, and so I keep my eyes who the, the, who the Lord is. And I thank the Lord that he has healed, he has restored, and he has forgiven of my sins. And as a result of that, I love him. According to Luke chapter 7, verse 47, Luke 7, 47 says, Those that have been give, forgiven much, what, what do they do in response? They love much. 
have you been forgiven much? You're like, yeah. So our response is to love much, love, love Jesus. And so we're running this race. We're running this race and we're looking at Jesus as he is our prize. And, he's, and he is cheering us on through his word. And as he is cheering us on through his word, it's important to have the word of God to be deposited in, in, into your, your, your heart. And if you fall, and if you fall, if you, if you stumble, oh, stumble forward into his arms. And he is your strength. And you can do all things through, through the Lord as he strengthens you. So Paul was a man that had the maturity. Paul was a man that had the maturity to learn how to forget. As he said in verse 13, one thing I do. So Paul the apostle. Yes, Joe. What is the one thing? In the scripture, there's, there's one thing that, that you would want to, um, us to, to know. You know what that one thing is, Joe? Okay, what is it? You're kind of thinking like, Joe, you're talking, about yourself. You're talking to yourself right now. Paul, Paul would say, if we, we would talk to him, one, one thing, uno, one thing, forget. That's, that's pretty heavy. Forget, forgive, give it to God, and press forward. It's not that you don't remember the past is that you don't allow the past to be a controlling factor in your life and to paralyze you. Don't spend too much time looking in the rearview mirror. A much bigger piece of glass called the windshield should be your focus because you have a bigger way to go, a better way to go. Move forward, look for the last discipline in verse 14. The third discipline in verse 14. The third discipline is to learn from Paul who is to press forward. Learn from Paul who is to press forward. Is that my phone? <laughs> All right. I think my burrito order came in. <laughs> so the third discipline in, uh, in verse 14 the discipline to, to learn to press forward. No, Sam, verse 14. I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. We are called to look upward, always to look upward. What does God have to say about this? What's God's view on this? The upward call. May your will be done on earth as it is already established in heaven. So we see things from eternal to the natural. This way, seek ye first his kingdom, and then all these things, it's a puzzle, it was always fall into place. A lot of people just look straight at the natural. God wants to look at events and, and situations through his eyes, and he, and he moves supernaturally, naturally. And that's what, what God does. God desires us to press forward to obtain the prize. Paul spoke more about that in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. Paul said, remember that in a race, everyone runs this race. We're all, we're all, we all have our, our shoes on, but only one person gets the prize. You also must run in such a way that you will win. All athletes practice strict self-control. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. And you all know ultimately the eternal prize is to be with Jesus. He is the prize. Jesus is the prize. To stand in his presence, that motivated Paul's life. 
May that motivate your life. Just stand in his presence. Think about that on a regular basis in 2020. I'm going to be standing in the Lord's presence. So let that motivate my life presently towards godliness and holiness. This was a call from heaven. And it was a call to heaven. And Paul, he, he found living for a person named Jesus became his obsession. That's what made him tick. That's what made Paul tick, Jesus. And may Jesus be the person that we are living for, running towards. May he be our all in all. Now I'm going to uh, conclude by giving you seven further disciplines right quick. Then we'll conclude. Seven further disciplines that we need in life to press forward in our walk, to develop a deeper relationship with Christ Jesus. Number one, read God's word. Read the word of God, not simply devotionally, but with the purpose. Study the word of God. May God's word renew your mind, be deposited into your, your heart. Psalms 1, 19, verse 9 says, How can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. Number two, spend time in prayer. Talk with the Lord. Grow in that fellowship relationship, that communion relationship with the Spirit of God, with the Lord. Talk to him as you're driving. Talk to him constantly, consistently. Pray without ceasing. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray without ceasing. Talk with the Lord. You're walking your dog. Talk with the Lord. You're out and about. Talk with the Lord. Cast those cares to him. Ask the Lord, Lord, how do I go through this one? How do I navigate through this situation? Lord, I need you. Number three, fellowship with other believers. Develop that relationship with, with, uh, with people that are centered on Jesus. Because who your friends are, you're going to be like. Like equals like. That's the way it works. So connect with people that, that are connected to the Lord. Attend Bible studies. Serve in the ministry. Take advantage of ministry and fellowship opportunities. When the church does a dinner, and we're going to have a dinner a couple, in, in a couple weeks, attend the church dinners. Hang out. We want to get to know you, and, and we love you just as you are, by the way. No one's perfect in here. And, and so attend. Get involved. Connect with us. Be connected. Acts 2, 42 says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Number four, share what God has given you by witnessing your faith. We have these invite cards in the back tables. Take them and just hand them out. Share. There's something about sharing what God is doing in your life. Let people know about the, the place that you're attending church, that you could go to church where, where you're not going to get entertained, but you're going to get the word of God. And so invite people. And then number number five, oh, number, let me take a step back. And number four, share your faith. Psalms 126.6, Psalms 126.6, he that goes forth and weeps, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Number five, count your days. Count your days. Psalms 90 verse 12 says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. We never know. James will say life is but a vapor. It's a smoke. It's here today. It's gone tomorrow. Live your life saying, God, today's a day that you have given me. I want to live my life for my faith and for my family and for others. I want to live with a purpose. I want to have a purpose-driven life.
And so 2020, I'm going to count my days and, and I'm going to maximize every second of the day for your glory, for your, for your honor. And then number six, this is important. Keep your eye on Israel. Keep your eye on Israel because we know in the last days, we know in the last days, Israel is going to be attacked. We know that according to Bible prophecy in the book of Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39 um, by Gog and Magog. Now, who is Gog and Magog? What's that? Well, Bible scholars believe that Gog is actually uh, Russia and Magog is Iran. So keep your eyes on the Middle East. Keep, keep your eye on Israel. Keep your eyes on Israel. And then also keep um, your, your, your eyes on the list of behaviors that's found in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 to 5. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 to 5, there, there's behaviors that will be taking place in the last days. I'm going to quickly read those. Know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of, of money, boastful, uh, proud, blasphemy, disobedient to their parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. And you actually, you could go through this list and put check, 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 check. And they're, they're all lived out now in, in the prophetic calendar, the calendar of God. It's Israel. So we're just keeping our, our, our eye on Israel. And lastly, number seven, keep your ear alert for the trumpet. I like trumpets. <laughs> I, I was near a, a band the other day, and, um, and there was the trumpets. And I was thinking about that. And there was a guy that was wearing a letterman's jacket, and in the back of it it said trumpets. And I thought about that that I need to keep my ear inattentive to the trumpet. Why is that? Well, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 says why. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 says, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Man, soon as, soon as that trumpet comes, those in dead in Christ, they're going to rise first. Their, their, their soul is present with the Lord. To be absent with the body is to be present with the, with the Lord. And they're going to rise first. And then those who are in Christ Jesus will come next. And we're going to be reunited with the Lord. So every single time that you see a trumpet, hear a trumpet, may that remind you that you are heaven bound. Amen. So I pray that you would have these seven disciplines in your life and the other three disciplines that they will be embedded in your heart and that you will live as you are approaching 2020 a life that is a purpose-driven life for the glory of God. Amen.